What's going on, Wolfpack Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We got a special treat today as we have the guy that makes the players look good and then play good, uh, Terry Callaway, head equipment manager for NC State, uh, also better known as Country for those who don't know already. So, so Country, hope you're doing well today. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. I was getting ready to say, who's Terry? I was like, it's country. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, you ask probably 90% of the team and they don't know my real name because yeah. it's country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So before we get, before we jump in though, uh, real quick, I want to take a brief second. So make sure again, if you haven't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps support us in the channel. Please like this video if you enjoyed it and check out all of our other NC State content. And uh, please make sure to also follow us at Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter, Instagram. So with that being said, Country, I wanted to first jump in because I'm sure a lot of people, if they haven't seen some of your videos, which they which have been posted on NC State Football's uh, uh, YouTube page in terms of your where your nickname came from. And I do got to say, with the fact that I worked with you for four years, I think I've got it down. So I'm going to say it for you, and then you let me know at the end if, if, if it was dead on. So your nickname started in 1995 when you were interning at Northwestern University. They said you had a slight Southern accent, but you thought that they had the accent. Uh, at the time, there was a basketball player named Brian Reeves uh, who played Oklahoma State, and they said that you sounded like him, and uh, his nickname was Big Country, and so they called you Little Country, and then over the years, you just got short into country. So is that dead on? Are you dead on, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've you been practicing. You me for this, you know? <laughs> That's right. I've been practicing. I've been practicing. Now it's just uh, it, it's it's such a it's just a funny story because again, I mean, it, it 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 works with you so well, you know, being 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 a southern guy. So just wanted to make sure I had it down, and you know, I figure I'd give you a break to start off. You know, kind of loosen up a little bit here. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so so I wanted to kind of first ask, kind of in terms of how this all started for you. So first of all, I mean, um. What kind of originally first got you into being an equipment manager? Uh, like, you know, what, what made you first get the idea that maybe I want to do this full time? Uh, I guess when I was at uh, Western Carolina, I was a student manager at Western Carolina, and I kind of just uh, kind of just enjoyed it, liked it, just kept hanging around with uh, Mike Taylor, who's the head equipment manager there, started asking questions and uh, just helping him out more and more, and he let me start dabbling into you know, looking at orders and this, and I was like, man, this is something I really enjoy and I would like to do. I already knew I was a sport management major and athletic administration and kind of did it as a student manager. And when I got done with school, uh, I was fortunate enough that Northwestern hired me to uh, come up there and be an intern. And Mm -hmm. I I went up there to to see if I really wanted to do it, you know, because, you know, Western, I was student, you know, balancing everything. So I got up there. I was like basically another full time employee and just fell in love with it and been doing it ever since. Yeah, very, very enough. And then you actually ended up after Northwestern, if I'm not mistaken, going to Wisconsin and being an assistant there for many years. And uh, so, and also too, at that point was actually when you met Coach Dorn as well, if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct on that? You are correct. I started at uh, Wisconsin in 1997. Uh, mm-hmm. Was assistant there, and then that's uh, when Coach Dorn came. I believe it was 2006. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, worked for him for a while, and then he went down to NIU to be the the head football coach. And after mm-hmm. his first year, he called me up and says, "Hey, man, I need you to come down and run my program." Um, I said, 
okay. And so I went down there to be the head guy. I was there for only eight months, and uh, wow. I'll, I'll never forget it. And uh, this is a story I'll share with you that uh, not many people have heard. But uh, so we're sitting there, NIU, MAC championship game. We're in Detroit. Coach Storm's the last one in the locker room. We've won the MAC championship. There's rumors that we're going to be going to the Orange Bowl. So um, he says, uh, hey, buddy, um, I need to talk to you tomorrow. Um, what would be a good time? I'm like, coach, we're going to get back six hours. We got a bus. You know, we didn't get to fly in the MAC. And uh, I was like, once we get back, I got to unload the truck. He goes, well, how about if we meet at 11? I'm like, yes, sir, I'll be there. I'll still be working. He goes, okay. Mm-hmm. He calls me at 1030 on that Saturday morning. Says, hey, man, I got some stuff going on at my house. Um, I really need to talk to you. I'm going to have a staff meeting at 12, a players meeting at 1 o'clock. In between that, we need to talk. Like, yes, sir. So, uh, anyway, he walks into the staff meeting and goes, I just want everybody to know this morning I accepted a job at NC State. Um, please don't ask me yet about who's going or whatever. I want to get down there and figure things out. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me. I'll be in contact with you all. And the classy guy he is, hey, I won't, I won't mess with the recruits here. If they call me, I'll talk to them. I'm not going to call them, try to recruit them to state unless they reach out to me. And he goes, uh, okay, fellas, uh, just keep it quiet. Don't let nobody know. I don't want to get on ESPN. I want to be a man. I want to tell the team because that's how Coach Dorney is. Then he goes, country, mm-hmm. I need to see you in my office. I walk into his office. He says, shut the door. He goes, we're going back to your home state. I said, heck yeah, let's go, you know. And that was that. So he didn't ask me when I wanted to go. He knew I was going, so he just told me. He, uh, fortunate enough, Dr. Yao let him uh, bring me with him. So, uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, back in my home state, and loving every minute yep. of it. Yep. Yeah, country. So where, where are you from originally? I, I grew up in uh, Kent, North Carolina, which uh, if you've seen the news the last uh, day, it's not so good there with all the flooding going on. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I grew up in Canton, close to Asheville. Okay. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been to Raleigh bunch before you went to state? Yeah, my brother actually was a football player at NC State for, for one year okay. before he hurt his knee. He was a scholarship player here. So I've been to Raleigh a little bit, but um hadn't really experienced too much of it. Stayed in western North Carolina mostly growing up, so Yeah. Gotcha. So so for so as a as the football the head equipment manager, I mean there's a lot of coordinating that goes into that and I'm sure that's a really big understatement. <laughs> but you know, you have to plan for the near and you, you know, the, the near future. You know, you know what the guys need today, what they need maybe next weekend or this upcoming weekend. But you have to coordinate stuff way in advance too. I'm sure. Can you explain to fans how much coordination it takes to organize organize all of that equipment for each player and and coach every single one of them? Well, uh, let's say for instance the uniforms. That is a uh, two year process. Um, so right now we're working on 2023 already, you know, Hmm. uh, so you got to work that far in advance, uh, with the uniforms, uh, the month of October is like a, a blur for me because I have to place all my orders for August and October. So I have to try to predict our staff size, what size our players are going to be and everything in October. And it's a one-time deal. Like I have, to, like I have to order in October, and that's it. For a lot of stuff, it's the, called booking orders. That's the only time. Like once I book that, that's that's it. Like I can't get more later. Like so, I have to really 
almost be a, I don't know, a forecast or, a, you know, just a, a think so far ahead. Um, so the month of October is very stressful because we're in the season, but I'm also having place orders. And, you know, you're, you're in 2021, you're looking to place your orders in 2022, and you're working on 2023 uniforms. So sometimes I have to stop and think, okay, what year is this? You know, because yeah. like, <laughs> it, it can get confusing, yeah. especially like October when you're really nailing down for the next, you know, the next season. Yeah. yeah. So having it, said all that, what's the next uniform going to be? No, I'm kidding. Don't uh, answer that question. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. That, but that's so cool that you get to see all that kind of stuff. And it's it's a two-year process. So I'm guessing, like, y'all are already in the – like, you spent the design processes of all that for 2024 and for whatever might come down the road. That's just – that's pretty neat to think about. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. fun because it's a good collaboration between, you know, Adidas pitches their ideas. Maybe our administration has their ideas. You know, Coach may have an idea. I may see some cool stuff that I would like to see. So you kind of just kind of spitball off at each other, you know, until we come up with something. This one that will be released here very soon was a was a was a, between Adidas and administration a lot on this. This one's coming up. Mm. Uh, sure. But it, it's going to be sharp. You guys are going to like it. You'll, it'll be released pretty soon. So I know you sure, guys have yeah. seen the helmet for it. There's uh, more of a story to it than just the helmet, but uh, – you have to just wait sure, and see. Yeah. yeah. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dress-Up Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need, offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Well, and and, and we want and we'll definitely talk about that here in a little bit, but I mean I definitely wanted to uh first say, I mean, yeah, I mean there's no doubt when the helmet came out. I think we kind of learned from twenty fourteen when the first black helmet came out that uh, with the helmet comes comes a union. Yeah. So it's where there's smoke, there's fire, kind of thing. <laughs> it, it's funny because I, you know, yeah. I, I sneak around and do all that. Some, you know, my, yeah, you know, I got to keep it from everybody. You know, it's like me and Coach Dorn and our, you know, chief of staff may be the only ones in the building that know what's going on. You know, and I'm sitting there carrying boxes around, you know, and all this stuff or bags and, you know, and uh, it's just it's just fun. And like yeah. my students will be like. Man, I didn't even know this was in here. I'm like, ah, you weren't supposed to know, you know? Like, yeah, I know. That's pretty crazy because you got all those players, all those people around all the time, and they have mm-hmm. no clue what's right, like maybe right at their feet kind of thing. That's neat. When we uh, mm-hmm. when we did the uh, the Stealth Wolf, you know, that was a different kind of helmet altogether with the pearl, and we had the silver face mask and all that, or the black face mask, sorry. I actually had my, mm-hmm. my grad assistant would go down in the tunnel, and he built himself a wall, and he would go down there, and uh, put the helmets together, and none of the rest of the students even knew. Like they were like, "Well, you know, where's where's Wade at, and where's Austin at?" I'm like, "I don't know, but I knew where they were, but I wasn't going to tell them where they were." So yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind oh of gosh. fun to try to keep it, you know. Cause, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for for the athletes or the fans or anything. You know what I mean? Like I don't want sure. to get out. Yeah. I want them to to experience and be excited about it. 
Mm-hmm. And and because you see too, like at times where there'll be like especially on YouTube, and I know State's done a couple times as well, where they'll do like a like they'll record and do like a, a, a player unveiling, you know, and they'll you know show like a hype video, and then you'll see the players' reactions. For example, is that typically how it's always shown to the players, even though we may not see it every single time, or is it handled differently depending on how marketing and Coach Dorn wants to do it? Uh, up until last year, because of the COVID stuff, uh, you know, the players all got to see it and like the players would see it. And then 30 seconds later, they push it out, you know, the public, you know, we'd have somebody, okay, they've seen it. Now you can push it out on Twitter or whatever. Last year with COVID, obviously mm-hmm. you couldn't really get together. It was all Zoom stuff. So it kind of was just released, you know? And, and, and cause I actually want to kind of ask about that too with, with COVID. Cause uh, you know, especially with me, you know, working on you as well. The biggest thing, which I was thinking during the COVID was really just how in the heck can you guys do what you do? Cause I know specifically for the student manager size, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, there's no doubt that, that, I mean, you have a pretty large team of, I think 13, 14 student managers. You have now a graduate assistant, you have you yourself and two other full-time assi- uh, equipment managers. And there's no doubt that you need every single one of them in order to get what it get get the job done to get ready for for the season so i mean how was it in terms of you know what was your kind of initial reaction in terms of look figuring out how to deal with with covid and how to get through covid and just kind of what was that process like how, how did it kind of change your day-to-day i changed it quite a bit obviously my first concern was the, the safety of of the players the coaches and obviously my staff uh and mm-hmm. i get to give credit to the uh, sports medicine department you know, they, they set some great guidelines and, and, uh, we were very fortunate to, uh, you know, to follow their guidelines. And, and from my staff, you know, we made it through, you know, unscathed, knock on wood. Um, you know, we had some issues with the, with the players, especially when the, the student body came back right away there at the beginning of the season. But, uh, you know, we'd roll with it, but as for our change of policy, we were always wearing rubber gloves. You know, we'd always make sure we had our mask on. Now that was a biggie. Um, we used to have, you know, laundry chutes where they drop their dirty laundry in. But instead of them walking through and maybe the sweat splattering all over everybody or onto someone, we would put laundry baskets in the locker room and they would drop them in there. So we would go to the locker room and get them and bring them back versus them walking through the locker room. That was the biggest change with us was just the mask and how we, you know, collected the dirty laundry that, that was the biggest change for us but uh also going to give a, a lot of credit to our, our student athletes our football team uh buying in um, you know they bought in and we made it you know all 11 games and a bowl game which was remarkable because there wasn't many schools that did that and you know our, our football team needs to be commended for that like because they bought in i mean they did what they were supposed to they didn't go out you know they did all that. So uh, they should get a lot of the credit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, you know, one, one of the things too, that I kind of wanted to ask you is, is, you know, with football coaches, there's, you know, some typical styles of coaches that, that you see in terms of like, you, you know, you might see some football coaches is like more like player coaches. You see more coaches that are more strategic. Some are there more motivators. And so, you know, with being, you know, a, a I guess a, a part of, of, of the football landscape per se, do you feel that there are certain styles of head equipment managers as well? 
I mean, would you say, I mean, that maybe your style is very similar to some that you've worked with before, et cetera? Have you seen many different types? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously everybody's going to be a little bit different. Uh, you know, I came into a great situation. You know, I, I was the head guy at NIU, but I was only there for eight months, so I didn't really, you know, I was barely, I got there in May and we started playing, you know what I mean? Like we started playing and practicing in August. I didn't really have a, a chance to mm -hmm. uh, really get, things instituted there. It's more just getting things organized. It, it wasn't uh, the way I wanted it. Uh, but, you know, then I come down mm -hmm. to state and, you know, I've got Smoke and, and Jimmy who, uh, you know, have been here for a long time. I mean, Smoke, I think this is his 35th year, maybe, I believe. And Jimmy's wow. been here like 20 mm -hmm. years. So, I mean, those guys are mm -hmm. good and, and they know what they're doing and they're good at what they're doing. Why would I want to come in and rock the boat? You know what I mean? Like, so I just, right. my, my first year I was here, I, I learned from them. Like, okay, how does it work for you? And then I adapted my style to them. You know, I'm a, hey, if you're good at that, you run with it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I don't like right. it. I want you to do it this way because this is what I've always done. I'm like, hey, if that works for you and you can get your job done, run with it. That is one less thing I have to worry about. So, but there's exactly. other people exactly. out there, who's, you know, I'm sure that, you know, this is the way it's going to be because this is the way we've always done it. And this is how we're going to do it no matter what, you know what I mean? So, I mean, everybody's different. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. in the world is different, you know what I mean? So, I've been very fortunate to work True. with some good people. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. So, last question for this part is, so, wanted to kind of ask you, what would you say is the hardest part? about being a head football equipment manager? The hardest part, I would say, is is what we talked about before, me trying to predict in October what our staff and roster gotcha. is going to look like yeah. in August. You know, because our department mm -hmm. is growing. You know, every year we're adding new people because you've got to keep up with the, with the Joneses. You know what I mean? Like, if they mm -hmm. add somebody, we got to add somebody. You know what I mean? The recruiting department, mm -hmm. you know, increases. You know, the student-athletes, we – you know, we're up to 128 student athletes this year. We've been carrying 121, you know. So, like, but I didn't know that in October last year that we were going to be at 128. You know what I mean? That don't seem like a lot, but it really is from your perspective of trying to order. But yet, you want to get as much stuff as you can, but you also want to, you got to stay within your budget. You know what I mean? So, there's a big fine, fine balancing act there. Making sure you got enough for everybody and predict what, but also make sure we give them a lot of stuff. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and actually too, one kind of other short piece while I was curious. So obviously you've, you've, you've gotten to know many different uh, head equipment managers and have dealt with many different teams, whether it's traveling to away games or they're, them coming to your stadium or whatever it is. So, you know, your, your, your group today, you have around 17 uh, people that, that work under work with you, including yourself. Uh, what's the largest equipment crew you've seen in your years? I mean, have you seen, you know, 25, 30 people in equipment room sometimes, or is it, I mean, it's, would you say that your group of 17 is pretty much as large as you Well, for it? football, most of the time, it's kind of funny. For football, you, you know, you usually see, you know, 18 to 20 people, uh, you know, for okay. 128 athletes, you know, coaching staff or whatever. It's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of your basketball teams will have a manager for every player. And then, then more. Hmm that'll watch like I know mm -hmm. uh, a Duke and it's been a while I haven't talked to him but a while back 
Duke had one manager per player, and then they had like eight additional managers who would be outside camming indoor, watching the door so nobody could get in to watch practice for 15 athletes. You know what I mean? So it's like every sport's a little bit different. Some sports may not even have, you know, a student manager at all, you know? So, but for football, Mm -hmm. you know, it's 15 to 20 is about average. You know, some places don't even have that many. We're very fortunate to have a sport management program here and I'm able to, to pick and choose and, you know, some people I just don't feel like they may not fit, so or the class schedule don't fit, so I just move on to the next one. You know, I, I end up turning mm-hmm. some some people down. Or some places they'll take just if they got yeah. a heartbeat. You know what I mean? They'll take them. So yeah. Well, you know, obviously you didn't pick me for my class schedule being an engine being an engineering <laughs> major. So maybe you learned your lesson from that, maybe. So <laughs> uh so thank you all again for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Make sure to tune in with us uh, for our next episode as we continue our conversation here with country, uh head equipment uh head of football equipment manager, NC State. And uh we'll see you all then. Thank you all so much. Go pack.